Welcome back. You're listening to This Week and we return to politics now and we're joined in the studio by the leader of the Labour Party, Ivana Bacic, as we continue our series of party leader interviews. Ivana Bacic, good afternoon and thank you for coming in to talk Good to afternoon, today. Justin. Thank you for the invitation to be here. We're seeing, as you've been hearing, communities around the country now uh, rejecting plans to accommodate asylum seekers, international protection applicants in their localities. Do those communities who feel that their services are under strain, that they've lost facilities like hotels, that they have um, to wait longer for a doctor's appointment, do they have a right to say that we have reached a limit? No, the straight answer is no community has a right to veto anyone who moves into their area, clearly not. And indeed, Justin, the reality is that across Ireland, we have seen an enormous welcome, an enormous support for integration of those who've come here seeking protection, uh, fleeing war and persecution, including the brutal war in in Ukraine. So we've seen a really uh, community stepping up. Ireland is traditionally a land of welcomes and we're traditionally a country of emigration. All of us have family history of emigration, my own family history is one of immigration also. Her, my grandfather came here seeking refuge in Ireland after World War II with his young family, made a huge contribution to his new community in Waterford. And indeed, there's a plaza in Waterford City now named for him because of his contribution in re-establishing Waterford Glass. So we all know the huge benefits of inward migration. People who've come here who are driving our buses, working in our hospitals, making hugely positive impacts. And the reality is that there's only a small number of situations we've seen across the country where there have been opposition, uh, you know, instances of opposition. Mm. And I would say two things on that. First of all, understandably communities may feel frustrated, particularly small rural communities, about lack of services, about a shortfall in resources. But, you know, that is a matter for government to address, to address where there are capacity issues in childcare and GP services in schools. That's the first thing. And government must engage with communities and provide information and indeed community benefit too. But the second thing, and Labour have been very strong on this, we've been calling consistently since Russia's brutal invasion began for the Taoiseach to step up to take centrally coordinated uh, charge of this, not to leave the Department of Integration to deal entirely with the task of providing accommodation and shelter, but for the Taoiseach to roll out not only the national communication campaign they're now belatedly rolling out, but also to deliver a national address to remind us all, I think, of the benefits of inward migration and indeed to ensure that people are fully informed so that we don't see sinister actors Exploiting a vacuum for 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 people who are 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 not welcoming new arrivals for for people for example in Ross Cray who are picketing a building uh, and refusing to allow uh, access to to people uh, or at least they they are opposing um, the accommodation of asylum seekers in that building how should how should the government respond to those people I mean to to, to those pickets. Well, first of all, of course, there can be no justification or excuse for blockades, for obstruction, for violence. Should, should they be forcibly removed then? I would say this. Ross Cray is a, a town that has welcomed uh, quite a number already of people who've come from Ukraine and other countries seeking refuge. It is indeed one of the examples I spoke about where we've seen really successful in, uh, integration and support. Where we do see now uh, protests and resistance, as I've said, there can be no excuse for blockades, for obstruction. But it it is important that government provide information. In my own constituency, Justin, we set up an information meeting in uh, Ballsbridge where there were where uh, we saw a centre opening. Uh, we've now, I have to say, been so heartened.
heartened by the outpouring of support from the local community. Initially, concerns were expressed. We engaged with government officials. We engaged with uh, people from the Department of Integration, from the council, and we've now got a hugely supportive local community who want to sign up to our D4 for All Welcome Group. We did the same in Ranala last summer where we had a okay. number of men but, moving but, in to but, an accommodation centre. So would it's you, about would, engagement. Would you, well, okay, it is about engagement, but we, we are where we are. And in a situation where you have people who are picketing a building and refusing um, to, to allow certain people to, to uh, move in there, or at least opposing that, would you support their force, forceful, re, uh, forced removal from that building? What I would like to see is government taking charge of the situation. I'm glad to see government now saying they're going to roll out an information okay, campaign. But, but we need meaningful that, engagement sp- with, with communities. Yes, and you've and made that point, but I, I want to know what you would do about people who refuse to leave. Justin, the criminal laws are there. There are criminal laws that need to be used and patently, where we've seen a number of instances of arson, where the guards are saying fires were started deliberately, where we're seeing crimes of that very serious nature. But These crimes need to be investigated and prosecuted. Peaceful protest is not Peaceful a crime. Peaceful protest is not a crime. Absolutely not. And I was very clear, it's blockades and obstructions that, are, that, are, that, that I think have to be condemned. But of course, under our constitution, everyone has the right to peaceful protest. And of course, communities are understandably frustrated where they have experienced a shortage of resources in a housing crisis, in a crisis of childcare provision, in a crisis of GP services across communities. Big urban centres like Dublin need to be stepping up. We need to see places like Bagot Street Hospital in my own constituency, state-owned premises that should and could be repurposed to provide necessary shelter. That's what government should be doing on this. And that's we've said this consistently in the nearly two years now since Russia's brutal invasion began. Uh, I want to ask you about politics. We're in an election year and we have the the local and European elections in June. It's possible we could also have a general election this year too. Um, There were high hopes for you as uh, when you took over as leader of the the Labour Party in March 2022. Um, Right now in the opinion polls, your party is on around 3%, uh, the same level as AIM2, a brand new party. Um, Is it time to say that perhaps the Ivana Bacic project has not worked. There's been one electoral contest since the 2020 general election. In that electoral contest, Labour were written off at the start. We won that. We showed in the Dublin Bay South by-election in July 2021 that there's a clear appetite for the constructive message of positive change that Labour stands for. We're a party, Justin, of, of deep roots and of green shoots with an evergreen political message. And we'll be fighting in this election year for every vote because we want to see a, a delivery of our Labour vision, a vision of an Ireland that works for all. And Ireland is not working for far too many people, for the communities I represent, for the people I met yesterday canvassing, who tell me that their adult children cannot afford to buy a home anywhere in our capital city. That's what we'll be doing for Labour. And, you know, you've asked me this question many times, and I have said to you, in the only electoral contest which has taken place in this country since the general election, we won it. And we were written off at the start of that. We are a party that is serious about delivering change. We're a party that has had the political courage to go into government. Indeed, we're the only party now in opposition, Justin, that has ever served in government. And in a democracy, it's not healthy for parties to be content to sit on the sidelines like glorified debating societies. You you, You have to be serious about delivering change. You you said in an interview with Killian Sherlock of the Press Association over 
for Christmas that there are no ideological differences between Labour and the Social Democrats. I mean, if that is the case and voters are looking to pick one over the other at election time, why would they pick the party that went into government and broke promises on water charges and student fees when they have the option of a a practically identical party that didn't do that? As I've said... It takes political courage to go into government. We're not about sitting on the sidelines or being content to stay in a state of perpetual opposition. And indeed, I think it's not healthy in a democracy where we see anyone in politics who is fearful of entering government, fearful about putting politics into practice, because politics is not just about policies. It's about delivery of change for the communities and the people we represent. What I said to Killian was that there's no ideological difference between Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael. And those are two parties that have now governed together effectively for the best part of a decade and the question should be asked why don't they merge we are not about merging with anyone we'll be fighting in this ele- in this election year for our Labour vision to deliver an Ireland that works for all on care on climate crucially on housing okay. and on work just and we're the party that will continue to be serious about delivering change this week just, we're just, putting forward a reproductive health leave bill in okay. the doll this week alone and so and indeed we're the only opposition party to have passed right. any bill last year be, through be, either before house. I let you go and very briefly if you would uh, on, on the question question of the referendums. You'll have heard Eamon Ryan earlier in the programme saying that he doesn't anticipate that there'll be any change uh, to the wording of the referendums. I know that you're seeking change to the wording. If there is no change, will you support them? We'll be asking government this week, uh, with our amendments that we've put down, to tell us two things. First, why they've taken such a narrow approach to defining care in the care referendum they're proposing. And secondly, uh, what are the additional supports that they propose to put in place for those who provide care outside of that narrow definition? And we'll be listening very carefully to what government say in response to that before we take a decision on on these referendums. Ivana Bacic, leader of the Labour Party, thank you very much indeed for coming in to talk to us today.